Hey fam, this is PJ Alex, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, and right now you're about to start part two of this episode, episode four of the Virtual Dopeness Podcast. And if you have not listened to part one yet, pause, go back, listen to part one, trust me, you'll enjoy it. If you have listened to part one, sit back, relax, and enjoy as we start our conversation on reparations. Peace. Oh, oh, a lot of deep sides. That's because uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates yeah. and Danny, yeah, Danny yeah. Uh, were on, went to Congress, and just that fucking turtle, Mitch McConnell. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Same> turtle. Let's <laughs> then transition into politics, guys. So let's <laughs> talk about it here. <laughs> Question. So, I mean, what do you do? reparations, what, what does that look like in 20, 2019, in the year of our Lord? <laughs> 2019. What, what does reparations like? look like? I have no idea what, what do you think? Well, let's start with the, the base question. Do you think we should get reparations? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But okay. I, I do think that uh, black people need to realize that reparations is going to be used against us mm-hmm. in this presidential election. Like, mm-hmm. it's the whole, the whole reason I, I will not be surprised is after the 2020 election, we come out and they're like, oh, Russia started the reparations conversation, and it was just used to divide people from the political conversation. Turned off politics because it came out of fucking nowhere. Literally, true. Literally, that's a thing. It was uh, it wasn't necessarily nowhere. It was that it was the candidate. Um, what is it? It's no, 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 no. It's the the white woman that's not Elizabeth Warren. Um, that's not Elizabeth. Amy Klobuchar. I think so. Yes. Democrat. She brunette, right? You can't even tell because it's twenty. It's 23 of them. Okay. Yeah. Your phone will die. The other there's thing. actually another. Um, yeah. There's another lady running who sounded better than Elizabeth and Amy to me. Wait, wait, wait. I think it was. No, no, no. Yeah, that's her. That's the one that started. I'm pretty sure it started the. Um, can you try to run or something? Uh, oh, my God. We can try. She's like, my phone stopped working when I got in here. So okay. I don't know. I can't guarantee it. Well, that gave up on me. Like, that little bag. Little bag gave up. That's what I call my car sometimes. I call her Bab. And I told my mom why I called her Bab. She asked me today. And I was like, and I looked at her and I had to kind of like hold her hand. She was just like, what? Because I call my car Bab for a basic ass bitch. Because it's a black Toyota Camry. Um, well, okay, so let's have a moment because I was driving the Toyota Camry this week. And I was like, Auntie Car, I'm rolling. I'm definitely at this because I ain't nobody's mama. I ain't right. gonna be nobody's mama. But so, so back to back to back to reparations. <laughs> so I don't think it necessarily it came out of just the one candidate, and then because of that, black media, Twitter, everybody had kind of jumped into it and said, well. While we having this conversation, let's have a conversation. Right. And so it kind of pushed other candidates to respond to say, what you going to do? Right. So. Nothing. Right. Because <laughs> we're not in a political place to have a conversation about reparation right now. They're not. afford it. <laughs> they can afford it. But the Pentagon losing 116 trillion last week or something well, ridiculous. Right. 1.6 trillion that they can't, yeah, account, they can't for. account for. It's not just about what we can afford. It's about where we are politically. And where we are politically right now is we're trying to, depending on where you are, you're either trying to get back to sanity, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're trying to prevent like the continuation, the continuation of 
people dying on the border were being put into concentration camps. That you know? shit's it's happening. Yeah. Starting with tomorrow. Is, today. is it today? It's, it's well, he he. But the, well, I mean, the like they were supposed to be. Yeah, they were oh, supposed yeah. to start. The, I thought they. The I thought he said they postponed them again. You believe him? Mm. You're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, because he's the king of of make a crisis and then solve the crisis and then applaud yourself for solving the crisis. It's like if I set my if I set my my couch on fire and then put it out, I shouldn't give myself a medal for putting out a fire. Putting out a fire that I started. He would be like, he does it all the time. The whole yeah, he did. I I read post on like Twitter via that. It was just like they said 115 or 160. No, 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 that was the Iran. <laughs> because yeah. there's so there were so many things. There were so many things. We found out via Twitter <laughs> that Donald Trump did not want to do a strike on Iran because he was like, "Well, I asked how many people are gonna die," and then it turned out to be like 150 people. It's just like it's not worth for an unmanned drone. Blah 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 blah. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Blah. Dumb shit. Yeah. So, but so you don't believe we're in a political climate. To, to talk about reparations. I just think... I somewhat agree, but I also think... What's the hurt of having a conversation that could lead to another conversation? Oh, I don't... Like, I, getting I, to that political climate or getting to that. Yeah. About that. You, just, you gotta make the right and plan. Also, outside of it, it kind of has the effect of engaging people in politics that maybe weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Or just don't give a fuck. Cool. Black Where's, people who don't give a fuck. Man. They exist. They don't care about. They don't care about reparations. Like, no black person who's not paying the politi- about politics now is gonna be like, oh, y'all having a conversation about reparations. Like, that's really gonna happen. They're Why just not? waiting for. The, I mean, honestly, I hate the way it sounds, but they're just sort of waiting for the, the outcome. At that point. Yeah. They're just sort of like, oh. It happened. Cool. You don't think at least one person was like, "Yo, wait, we could get a we at least think it's not the right thinking of, yeah, we maybe we can get a check out of this." Uh-huh. But see, that's the thing. Like, comes the vote. But that's uh-huh. where the conversation comes in. It's like, what will reparations actually look like? Will it be just a a check being cut for everybody? And I, and hope I don't it's think. Not. No, I mean, no. I don't think that it will be. I yeah. don't think that it will be because just cutting a check is not going to make up for what has happened to us mm-hmm. as black people in our history. In everything, everything that has been stolen from us, our people being murdered, our people being lynched and tortured and pitted against each other and everything that goes on within, not even just within the black community, but just within, you know, within the American politics across the board, like up and down the scale from Mm -hmm. black people all across, um, all across the American board. But so this is the thing, like I had, I posted, there was a clip from like the Daily Show with Trevor Noah talking about reparations, and I put, you saw that clip, right? And so I posted that clip on like Facebook and Instagram or whatever. And there was a guy that I used to work with, and I posted something about reparations years ago, like from like it's 2019. I want to say it was from like 2016 or something like that, maybe 2015 or more. But I said something about reparations, and he went into this, hey, just going to chime in here. And now this is a person who doesn't like any of my posts, doesn't like any of my pictures, doesn't like anything else. But the moment I said something about reparations, it was just like, hey, just got to chime in here. And back in, like, 2016, he started listing off so many other communities and cultures who have been wronged by American history or so forth, like Chinese, Japanese, Irish, you know, so on and so forth. And it was just like, you know, we've all been wrong. Who's to say that one community needs it more than another, right? And at the time, I didn't respond because I was just in so much 
hate that I just didn't want to like do that. So I decided to, you know, like hold tight, keep it cute, step back. And so <laughs> this year when I posted the clip of Trevor Noah, um, have you all seen the clip? I have not. So, well, basically, Trevor Noah does this kind of in-between scenes thing, right? Well, he'll take questions from the audience. And so there was one particular audience member that you can't see that. You can only see Trevor. And he's asking, like, how do you feel about... The audience member asks Trevor, like, how he feels about reparations. And um, not only for just for black people, but just, like, other people who have been disenfranchised or marginalized. Coal miners or something like that. Coal miners and just people who have been hurt by the economy. In general. And so Trevor just goes into why reparations would be for black Americans for the simple fact that black people in America and those who are descendants of, you know, like descendants of slaves more so. And not just slaves, but black people in America. And it's a time in our history where for 400 years we were slaves. And then so many things were taken from us. You know, like we had our Black Wall Street that was like bomb. Like the first airstrike on American soil, by the way. You know, and you know. Treated like cattle, treated like beasts, and are still to this day not even treated equally. I'm paying attention. I'm looking. No, I believe you. Where did Move happen in 1985? Hmm? Was it Philly? Was it Pittsburgh? Philly. Philly. Okay. Yeah. My, I actually have my little cousin actually got a lot of recognition because he did a whole project and actually worked and got a historical mark. The historical marker for the state of Pennsylvania is there because of the work my little cousin did. That's dope. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. But anyway, you know, like. If you follow Trevor Noah or The Daily Show, like, find the clip, um, look at it, and see basically what he's talking about as far as reparations and why reparations should be for black Americans. And, you know, this is what we're talking about. And so um, I posted the clip. And, again, this guy that I have not heard from in three to four years comes up. He was just like, hey, I just want to chime in here. And, he's like, and he goes on to say, I'm all for um, reparations, but I just want to know how it's going to be handled. Because we all, you know, like, you know, scale down the military or scale down our defenses. Like, we all know that that's not going to happen. And he said, I would hate for it to be taken from, you know, like, education and public need, which would actually go to, you know, some service for everybody. So how is this going to happen and how do we keep, you know, reparations or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the reparations, how, how they will be dealt from just, you know, people buying flat screen TVs and, you know, gold chains or whatever, right? My response to this was I screenshotted his original comment from back in 2015, 2016 and said, you know, honestly, I don't think that you really are for reparations. And here's that proof. And I went in to say that I do not care about how you think it's going to be spent because it's not your business. Like, I don't think that money will necessarily fix all of the issues that have been caused within the black community because of the racism that is institutionalized into our society. So I don't think that it'll be just a a check cut for every black person. I don't think that that would necessarily just give us equality because we're not talking about just financial equality. We want political equality. We want Mm -hmm. equality equality in every way, shape, and form that every other citizen and every other person on the face of the planet gets to enjoy. We want equality where we're not making up majority of the populations in prisons and not the majority of the population on the planet. We're in the cities that we're imprisoned in. So I don't think it'll just be a check. I think that reparations will have to be a system of where racism is fixed, uprooted, and, well, I mean, fixed, 
those are my air quotes, guys. You didn't see those, but you know, <laughs> um, where racism is dismantled, patriarchy is dismantled, and that we are actually given a chance to have some sort of equality. So translation: blow it all up. And start blow it all up scratch. and start from the scratch. Feel free to believe that. You gotta get people there. You gotta get people there. You first. do. Yeah. And like you, have, you have some like the. It was one of those things where you, like the. The uh, Trevor Noah, like the person asking the question, and like if you're if you're informed, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like we're talking about two hundred years of people working without being paid for free, and then we're talking about people getting access to wealth and actually making something of themselves, becoming elected officials, and then that setting up generational wealth though. That gets yeah, I mean, like, and then them not being able to set up generational wealth because you can't buy a home. You are literally excluded from the GI Bill. So that means you serve for your country. Right. You came back and you didn't get any of the benefits for yes. serving for your country. Right. Like these these are things that are just like people don't accept these things as what facts. needs to happen as facts. Yes. Right. You have the UN saying, We did we did we did our research. Absolutely, they they need some type of run that check. Right, that's translation. International translation. And the <laughs> fact that, the right. fact that it couldn't even like it has been stopped at every point to even research it. Right. What reparations would look like? Right. Like, what would be the methodology behind giving the reparations? What would be the most effective use of whatever is being done? Whether it's a lot of people say, and this is once again thinking about Van again. Van did a whole thing this week where he polled his people, and uh, yeah. where he was say he put out the question on Instagram: What would what do you think reparations should be? A lot of people were saying student loan forgiveness yeah. and free college in the future and things like that and i don't know if that does it that doesn't do enough though i don't know if that does enough because you you gotta have that like school to prison pipeline where Mm -hmm. black children are still being punished a lot more severely than their white counterparts you know and what i worry about is and what i worry about is like if you put in place a system that even if you took like looked at the areas where black kids go to school, which this country has become even more segregated than it was during segregation. It's worse now. It's worse now. And even if you said, okay, well, we're just going to have to divert in funds and money into those schools, what's going to happen is that those schools and those school districts are going to become gentrified mm-hmm. and that money is going to get moved out and it's going to be a lengthy process to get it to redirect it over here and we're back in the same fucking place and so this is what like it's a system of things that need to happen but that research it needs to be the 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 um what's what's the community engineers what's uh civil civil engineers it needs to be a combination of civil engineers and socialists and not socialists uh so so, uh, sociology yeah sociology yeah PhDs and the, the people need to have that research done. It also needs to be done with data, which this is my plug for technology, is that the data points are fucking there. Yeah. And I, what people don't know is what I do for a living is I do this for healthcare companies, but I do big data. Which is freaking important. Another piece to, of it. Yes. Another huge piece of it is the data points are there. And like in the, in the healthcare community, I just had a huge, there's a huge push in every part of healthcare right now called social determinants of health 
And it's basically now finally taking a look, not at who is going to the doctor, but what is leading them to go to the doctor and be so sick. So black men in particular don't go to the fucking doctor until they're ready to die. I was raised by a black man. (laughs) I was raised by a black man. If I did not have, I'm still, he's still Still. out here. If I hadn't had... If I hadn't had a black woman in my life who was just like, girl, we went to check out, I would have never gone. Because my father was just like, put some, like, Robitussin, okay? (laughs) Run it out. Let's get you some orange juice. No, like, real life, you ain't coughing, you don't have no fever. BJ is definitely he's he could BJ could open up his own like supplement store. Ginkgo biloba since I was seven. Sir, what the fuck do I need that for? Like, what do I need that for? I have to have conversations with my dad and be like, "Yo, you taking all these supplements are actually fucking up your liver because you're processing too much shit. Like your liver is overworking." Fish oil does not solve everything. everything. Bruh, you can't take those no, nature's way bruh, fish like, oil pills. If you pills. sneeze or cough around um, around BJ, it's 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 um it's fucking echinacea. Yeah. Oh it's my. vitamin C. Punch me in the face. And then oh god no! In the springtime in Atlanta, oh god, I can't even remember oh. what the other like route that he like has us taking. But he's just like no 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 like take five of these, take four of these, and it's just like sir. I respect the whole and teaspoon of honey thing you, with the pollen. No, but that makes I sense. I respect though. that. That makes sense, though. But my dude, this isn't. No, I respect. This, this, is, respect. Not this, this is not a pollen issue. This is not a pollen issue. But like, Sorry. you have BJ, and then pollen. there's Andrea, who is just like doctor. Oh, yeah. What? Listen, listen. Andrea's just like you look kind of <laughs> like the color. I, I've already yeah. made an appointment. Like before you get to the door, she's like, "I made you an appointment because you sounded on the phone a little raspy." I was just like, "Girl, I was going through a bad spot on the way over here." Like, it sounded like an issue. I made you an appointment to see a specialist. <laughs> like Andrea's setting you up with a specialist. BJ is just like you. I. Yeah, all right, cool then. And, and, it's, and it's gonna flick the channel. Like what? And, and all I'm saying is that we can tell with access to food, access to health, access to food, access to healthcare, and almost there is a creepy level of data out there. Yeah. And the fact that we don't use it is annoying because, like, like I said, once again, I, I, there is a company, and I don't, I honestly. They specialize in large sets of data. Yeah. And this company pulls this data that it can basically determine everything about you. With They could give you a name and say, this is where you go on Uber. This is what you shop for at Kroger. Yeah. And this is why you're a candidate for high blood pressure because... Mm-hmm. At Kroger, you bought right, this. this, this, and this. Right. And you are taking Uber to three places that you could walk to. Mm-hmm. And tie all this together with, you also broke your leg last summer because you're not getting enough calcium in your diet. It's creepy that this can happen. And it 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 will freak you out a little bit. But at the same time, I, I said I'm a data nerd and it's fucking cool. Because I can also go in and visualize it, and you can see these people and target this group of people. And it's what ha- is happening. This is the type of stuff that it, it, it can be used for evil. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. But it also it is it is being used for you, evil. You say that it's being used, but it's not being used by the right people. No, exactly. As a, as a marketer, I can right now if we all went to a restaurant and one of us got on the Wi-Fi, I know where all of y'all are. Mm. I know what all of you ate. Mm. I know everything about what happened at that table. And from now on, I can send you whatever I want to because y'all were all in the same building at the same time and y'all were in more than one building at one time. When they told me that shit, I was like, okay, terrifying, <laughs> amazing. I mean, but you know, like people are kind of seeing that situation just for the simple fact that you see all of the memes and whatever about like, I mentioned, you know, I wanted to go hiking and then all of a sudden Facebook has, you know, like REI like pop advertisement up. like pop-ups yep. and things like that and it's just like it's not just that you know it's not just that oh your phones are always listening to you but like Jonette said like you get on the wi-fi and they you know like you're opening up your device and then you know what i mean to like everything that's happening so like the weight of that's not recognized yet. Like the weight of it. The, the weight, weight of it isn't. The real yeah. weight of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing well, is, people are talking terrible. about it like, and not really having it, a conversation. People are mentioning it and laughing at the it, joke like, oh, technology is so far advanced, but they're not man, really having a conversation the about people, it. laughing the, at the idea The of people it. who do realize it are the ones that are really scary powerful. And making money off and of it. And making money off of it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really making that money off of it. It's yeah. creepy. And, but, what we were saying this for was to, to get back, kind of spin it on topic, is we have the data. We have the things, and all that needs to be done is say, go research this mm-hmm. for reparations. What people, what would fix the, the, the black community uh, in a data form? That's tough. It's extremely tough, and that's why it needs to be Everything. done by smart people. To, to determine what would help them the most because then without corporate interest without corporate without interest, corporate interest. Very and, very and, and, and the thing that drives me nuts is that they realize that if corporate interest kind of would come along with it if you get could get people not evil on board you said people who are not evil yes which is, tough, which is a tough thing because the black community spending more money in itself could possibly bring in those corporate businesses mm-hmm. and the guys at the top have to understand and not be greedy which is fucking insane to say you can't say that or pass the point or pass the point there was a time in this country where people who became these very rich and powerful people understood that they relied on the people underneath them right mm-hmm. now we have their grandsons who their sons time? their granddaughters and their daughters the beginning it wasn't that long ago. 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 You would have very rich, powerful people saying, I understand I need to pay my workers this much. I need to. I understand I need to make sure that my, my workers are taken care of. Otherwise, wage increases wouldn't have happened, right? I, right. I mean, like, it just there, wouldn't have been a thing. There was a point okay. where that was happening, and then. I just, I mean, you know, there might have been a moment in the granddaughters, and then. You're, now you're at this or point at a where, point, but like not, they, it those people don't see. Like I try, I, 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 tell, I love telling people this. Corporations see you if you're working for them as an expense. Absolutely. You're an expense. They every time. Every time. You're, you yep. just cost money. Yep. You're on the P and L. You You are on the P and L. Like to fire a person is thirty percent. What is it to fire and rehire? I think it's thirty percent of of the previous person's in um, salary. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's that's a fact. Oh, yeah. It takes thirty percent of the previous person's salary to fire, 
rehire and train well, someone else. Look what they call it. It's called human capital. Right. So, I mean... But do you think that we're... I mean, okay, so, like, our generation, or I, I don't even know if it's our generation, but there's an age range between, like, 35 and 40... Uh, 30, I'm sorry, 25 and 35, mm-hmm. where we're all, like, fuck these corporations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my money mm-hmm. however I need. I'm going to quit, and I'm going to go and work for another company until y'all pay me what I know I'm worth. Right? I think that we're sort of... Not we've identified the fact... I don't think it's us, though. You don't think it's, it's us? us? Okay, give me some more. Oh, well, oh, they're on another level. Smart. They are good. They are, these these kids, <laughs> like, I they was talking. I was going to say that I feel I'll, like the generation, tying on, well, tying both of you together, not just our generation, but the generation after us, are not just looking for jobs that are going to pay them what they're worth, but they're just like, I'm not doing this bullshit because I've worked from job to job to job and it's not worth it. I would rather just start my own business or collect it there also and we are going to figure out a way to where we're not you know we're so far in debt with just every it, it, it costs too much to fucking breathe <laughs> it costs too much to goddamn breathe that's fast. you know what I mean so it's just like we're gonna live together we're gonna compound everything and you know like roommates on top of roommates like we're looking for houses with yards for our dogs not our goddamn children we a lot are, of consultants are living the same way that flight attendants are living. Where yep. just like they're, they are renting a house. Renting a house. <laughs> That's where you stay. Right. Like we, people are time sharing shit. You know what I mean? They are time sharing shit. This right. is like I, I travel too much to stay in one particular place. So, you know, like I go back and forth between these two places. Yeah. I am renting for a quarter of what I would pay in either of these places. That's and so, you know, when I'm here, I'm here. When I'm not, I'm not. And is that common? Like as a consultant, are y'all living like no, what a lot of I noticed the younger the younger consultants are really, and this is a lot of consultants that came straight into consulting out of college. Okay, don't have a place to live. They yeah. flex travel or alt travel, whatever your company calls it. They travel somewhere in between their projects weeks, and so like, and then their home base will be with their parents. Mm-hmm. Because and because and, and why not? Or they'll have a roommate yep. that has a job that doesn't travel. Okay. So and so the, basically they're just like so this this other person gets the benefit of big, getting a bigger apartment that they normally couldn't afford on their own. Right. In a nice inside in in the city. Yeah. Um, that they're so, close to because everybody's moving in town. Yeah. Salary so that's what's right. happening. Like a two-person household no two. longer is no longer a couple. It's no longer no. It's a salary household. It's, it's no longer a couple. It's, in a it's me and the love of my life. It's, it's, <laughs> me. it's me and somebody in my school. Right. It's me and my homegirls. Me and my she college roommate. Right. It's yeah. me and my best friend. Mm-hmm. It's me and a, like I've seen it's me and a coworker. I it's trust. me and a coworker. I trust. I've seen so many coworkers. Like it's just like so. It's three of us, and all of our leases are in the at the same time. Let's just go and find us a house in a neighborhood that we like, and you know, like that's happening. And we can afford it. Yeah, like, we can afford it. And if as you think three about people, as two people, if you're paying in the, the insane rents that, because once again, everybody's moving in town. Yeah. But so, if you look at those rents, though, like the single, like the one bedroom, like if we're talking about just like an apartment or yeah. a condo or whatever, like the one bedroom is maybe a couple of hundred difference or maybe a couple of hundred dollars difference between the oh, two bedrooms yeah. and if you so split that between two people like you're saving so like you know like when i first moved in with my sister into our last apartment the one bedroom was i want to say like 1150 the two bedroom was 1225 right mm-hmm. so 
she and I each getting the two bedroom, we were paying under seven hundred for. Yeah. And then with our schedules, like I was bartending, Carla was working during the day at like as a vet tech, so you know, like we pretty much still had the house to ourselves, paying like seven, six hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. If you think um, about it, instead of like if you outside of New York and San Francisco and L.A. Yeah. Um. If you have a $2,500 apartment yeah. or house, mm-hmm. you're fucking rocking. Dude, you have $2, space. $2,500 house in Atlanta is... Get out of here. You're, you're living somewhere very nice very and nice. very comfortably, probably with an extra bedroom that you can call an office. Extra? You have multiple bedrooms. Like $2,500? Like and, and if you would think about it, a one-bedroom apartment... Downtown Atlanta is going to cost you sixteen, seventeen hundred. Exactly. And so instead of two hundred, instead of two people paying sixteen to seventeen hundred, you're paying your one, two people paying, um, eight, eight, eight eleven, like at, at most, and have space. Right. In a fucking pool. You got to in a pool, right? <laughs> That's crazy, man. And it's it doesn't make sense, but at the same time, this is where our generation is. Yeah. It's too expensive to have fucking kids. And that has to be taken. (laughs) There are so many reasons not to have children. Aside from expenses. So, okay. There's so many reasons not to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously. I am not having anybody's children. I want like a million. But I can't find anyone to do that with me because everybody else is on like some. I mean, I'll I'll have your, I'll I'll hope you have a kid. I'm just not taking. Oh, and okay. okay. That's another. That's another that's thing. A whole that's another episode. Thing. We could talk about this for hours. But like, okay. <laughs> okay. So like the dynamic. Well, I mean, okay. So like, are you, much. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel I don't about want a million though. Like expensive as fuck. Egg and sperm donorship. I'm not oh. really even on that tip. I, I just know personal. Huh, you I think that app? like yo. I, and like, I was thinking about this earlier. Tiptoeing because I know. I know I don't want to have children. I don't want to have children. I don't want to raise children. I have plenty of nieces and nephews, and they are great. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to take care of kids. I don't want to Would take Would you consider care. being a surrogate? Huh? Mm. And see, that's a thing, right? Would I consider yeah. being a surrogate, right? So I think I would possibly consider being a surrogate. That still takes a good chunk of my life out yeah. of that year. You know what I mean? Because, like, since... I turned 18, 19 and started drinking and smoking weed. I have not been sober for nine to 10 months for 40 weeks. I have not. And if I was going to be a surrogate or if I was going to have to, like, that's just, that's just what it is. I have not, I mean, if I was going to have children, if I was going to prepare my body to give life to another, not only, it wouldn't just be those 40 weeks that I would, you know, want to have a clean system. I would want to be clean for years, months or a year prior to having children. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like I would want my system to be completely seen. So, you know, that, you know, if I considered surrogacy, I would have to like stop smoking and drinking. Like I personally wouldn't feel comfortable saying, oh mom, you know, can you recount like when I was like conceived? Oh, well, we had just left the bar. And I would want my child or whoever child that I was carrying to have, you know, physically the best possible chance. So I wouldn't want anything to interfere with that whatsoever. So yeah. I would have to be sober and have a clean system and make sure that I was on a very clean diet 
and everything before I considered, you know, having to have a yeah, parasite but... grow within me and grow that fucker. Okay, let's pause. Whoa. Parasite? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Okay. It's a First parasite. Of it feeds off of me. It Second feeds off of me. I it's feel like that's a, I feel like that's a few like I feel like this is going towards some like the giver shit. Where like <laughs> okay, we're at a point where we're all like technically not financially in a place to take care of children. I'm gonna be real. Like no, listen, if listen somebody to impregnated me today. The data would just tell you that. Woo! <laughs> the data would I'm tell you. Ta- I'm terrified of the idea. Right. But so, you gotta take a shot, bro. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. But like the the follow up to it is like, at some point, we can't like we can't run out of children. Why not? Because <laughs> I guess society. We can run out of children. Extinction is going to happen whether we like it or not. Well, according to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio, yep. they're saying no, bitch. Not gonna run out of kids today. Shit. No abortions. Let me just say something. No. Like, I don't care what laws you pass. I don't care who decides that they're gonna try and take control over my uterus and body. There are certain things that are just as old as fucking civilization. Um, Those certain things are drugs and alcohol. Because people have been getting high and drunk as long as civilization has been a thing. Yep. Um, And then some other things that are kind of tied together. People have been having sex, they have been selling sex, and they have been having abortions as long as civilization has been a thing. And that's just, that's real shit. That actually takes us back to the last podcast as well, because we, we, so, we had a quick conversation about um, sex work. Well, you're in it. No, you're in it now. But it, we had a quick conversation on the last podcast about uh, sex work because I read a news story because... Um, New York was on the verge of yeah, legalizing prostitution. Yeah, so, and and I think that that's a great idea because it takes more of the criminal element out of it. Not only like criminal, but it also takes a little bit of that stigma, stigma out of it. off of it you as well. I mean? Because like, look at the legalization of just marijuana in general. Like, mm-hmm. so many more people are being more open minded about marijuana for the simple fact that it's becoming legal in so many states. Like my mother, yeah. Andre was, you know, like, if I ever mentioned weed, Andre was just, no, more, no, uh uh-uh, no. It was just, you know, one of the worst things, like, she, she admitted that she had done it in her life, and she admitted that it just wasn't for her, and Mm -hmm. I respect that, like, it's just, you know, everything is not for everybody. My mom doesn't really drink like that, she might have a little bit of, you know, she might have a splash of wine in her Sprite, but like she's not a drinker. Mm-hmm. You open a bottle of wine and she's like, oh, I feel it. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how she is. She's a featherweight. So I can understand her not really partaking in weed. But, you know, she gets on me about smoking and I'm not even a heavy smoker. Like everybody can tell you that. Um, and she was just like, why would you do that? Why would you risk everything? And I'm just like, yo, it's not even a deal. I was like, mom, like it, everything is like marijuana is on its way to being legal. And she's like, well, until it is. And that's now her saying is like, well, until it is, you know, why do it? And then that's like, I don't know how old your mom is. My parents are older. My parents, like my dad is, both of my parents are in their seventies. So they come from the reefer madness era. They come from getting pumped into say, this is, this is, yes. That whole, the stigma behind it is starting to slowly because like, my it's legal almost everywhere it's else, legal almost <laughs> everywhere else. but and not then, only that not 
not only is it more legal everywhere else, but because it's becoming more legal, it's also, again, just bringing it back. Because, like, all things tie to race, and I don't care what anybody says. They just do. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's becoming more decriminalized and becoming legal, mm-hmm. you know, not only is the stigma of it coming, but, like, you have more white people profiting off of it. And white oh. people saying, like, I'm a better mother when I'm high. Yes. And it's just like, oh, but what about our black fathers that have been locked up for, for getting high? For getting high. And or, they don't you know, have to deal with the trauma that the black fathers would probably have to deal with. Exactly. PTSD and all kinds exactly, of other shit. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, <laughs> my father <laughs> whispers on the phone when we talk because he doesn't smoke, right? He's not at all a smoker. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, um, my uh, cousin used to do it. They lived together for a while. And so my, my dad was like, yo, I, I tried the marijuana. <laughs> I tried the marijuana. I'm like, oh, did you? You know, it always made me feel paranoid, but I, I did it. I was high for three days. <laughs> no, you were. And I was like, Grief. first of all, not the dealer. Right. <laughs> he got somebody to take a hug. Uh, if I could be high for three right? days, like, that's a whole weekend, bro. But second, why are you whispering, that's bro? Great, like, it's a good time. It's a good time. That was, and to tie this back to our conversation about of reparations. Course. Yeah. Right. One of the other proposed ways of reparations was allowing black people to be first in line yeah, for the the marijuana selling licenses as they come available yeah, in yeah. your state, in your county, in your country. And not only just in be first country. in line, but like, can we have all of those who were incarcerated behind this? Like, they need and to be first why, in line. I they need to be the motherfucking first in line with a stipend well, set up. Like, here is your brick and mortar store. Here is your capital. <laughs> Go ahead and get started. We've already got a fan base and your Twitter started up, your Instagram and all of that. Like, set them up. Just, like, and let them walk and like, why, we've got you set That's up. why if you pay attention to Illinois' legalization law that just passed and goes into effect January 1st of next year, it vacates all of the, um, if you were possession, I think it's all the possession charges and low-level distribution charges. I don't know about that. Don't quote me. Right. But it's, it's it, I know it's at least the, the possession charges. Right. There's there's a difference, right? It's low-level. Then there's trafficking, right? Yeah. You right. brought that shit in by the, you know, by the, <laughs> you, by the, you by know, the Pablo, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> by the person. Which, all right, all right, just talking about that, though, in general, and just, like, this is why I still have a feeling about just, you know, like, Freeing people who are incarcerated for, you know, not only low level or just like um, marijuana possession and things like that. It's just that when the reason why I said that they not only need to be set up Mm -hmm. with the business, with money in hand, everything is because if they don't go into business for themselves. I mean, now, mind you, they've spent years behind bars behind for this. Right. And it's supposed to be rehabilitation. So they're taught that what they have done is wrong. Right. And not just taught, but told, beaten incarcerated treated like beasts less than you know mm-hmm. dehumanized and everything and then to be you know like not just like set free like you would sell an animal free but say they don't want to go into that business because they are so traumatized behind what has happened because of that right mm-hmm. they want to go into something else okay so yeah your criminal record is expunged or you know it's erased or whatever people are looking at that pay history gap like well what were you doing you know what i mean and so that's another thing that i have a concern with because like even if it's like okay well you know things became legal i was set free because honestly this shit ain't wrong and you know this shit ain't wrong okay but you did something illegal knowing that it was illegal and then just being a black man in america or being a black woman in america being a black person 
Like, you don't have the work history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You haven't been a part of society. There are so many things that have been removed and taken from you at that point. Like, how do you set that up for an equal opportunity situation? Like, how is that person going to be set up for somebody who has been in marketing or has a business degree and can run a store or has worked in retail over an ex-convict who is now set free on, you know, legit basis because, like, marijuana is just not bad. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know, yeah. I mean, are they now being sort of pushed into those lower-level roles? Are they going to be pushed into those lower-level roles? Are they going to be hired in general? You know what I mean? Just because of the simple fact that you've spent years behind bars. And people, like, I stopped working for, you know, like, my resume has been on pause for, it'll be a year in September. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a year in September. It'll be a year in September. And so, my mom is just like, you don't want this gap. You don't want this gap on your resume. And I'm just like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. But, like, I'm talking about one year. Versus people who are doing 5, 10, 15, 20 years okay. for marijuana and charges. And like, and not, no shade at all, but like. No, but like, listen, Uber, Uber, they're not going to be looked at as like yeah. a real work situation because it's yeah. a gig type, it's a gig mm-hmm. economy. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a gig situation. It's just like, I work for myself. I did what I wanted to do. I didn't have to answer anybody. I don't have certain responsibilities other than mm-hmm. what every other like 16 year old has to do like be safe on the road. Do people have lived in Uber on their on their resume? I have no idea. I have never seen. That's a like, good question. You know, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. You know, because there are people. If it's who your primary source of yeah. income, yeah. Why couldn't it be? Does it suffice? Right. So and I mean, are you seen as an entrepreneur, a contractor? Are you? I'm an entrepreneur, Lord, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> are you seen as an entrepreneur? Are you seen as a contractor? Those are good questions. But like, what job do you apply for for that? Like. Yeah. What do you put that on as your work history to, you know, because it's not an hourly pay thing. It's not an hourly pay thing. And another thing is just, you know, like as a young adult, as someone who lifts in Ubers on the side, college students or whatever, or even those who can't find a job immediately out of graduating from college, Mm -hmm. but have a car and can do this. Or even those who, like myself, are taking a break for the next job interview that I go for. I'm not necessarily going in to be a truck driver or another delivery driver. Because that might be what you be you are seen as. Like, I had to... Right. Sorry. I feel like I'm taking over the conversation. Girl, Go for it. Um, I'm loud. <laughs> I, I, like, I know my voice carries. Like, like I was, you know, unemployed for a good six months. Like, I was unemployed for six months. And I was there. Like, I was learning more from being at brunches and day parties, talking to other people who were in marketing than actually being out in a job. Like, there were things that I learned from legitimately just going and hanging out with people, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the information that I learned there, I use in my current position. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I played it up. They were just like, well, what did you do between between August and February or August and January? And I was just like, I went to day parties. I was out. I was talking. I was networking. That's a fucking job. Like. Really you know, is. like, Shit. I ain't got to put gotta it on. Tell me. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're talking about, you know, that's like, not. That was, you know, like, anything to scoff field. at. That no, shit no, is, no. It's tiring. I it's was out hours at it. Hours, like, I was with, I was out for hours, just everywhere. And it was weird fucking hours, day, t- I mean, day, night, weekends. I don't care. I was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, and I don't want to say, like, Uber and Lyft aren't aren't as valid as going and actually going into an office every day because right. now we have we live in this like society of we well, gotta hustle too. 
You can't just you can't just have a day job. Exactly. You gotta hustle. Do we recognize what we're living in right now? Like that's no. a question I have. No. No. What is don't. It? No. We're living. Don't recognize today's. No. No. Don't. We absolutely don't. If you, if all you, if all you did was go to work and come home, or go to work, go eat, come home, would that be enough to survive in today's? You, you going out to eat? Just going out to eat. <laughs> do you have enough? Do you have money for that? Do you have money for that? Mm-hmm. Do you have the time? Do you have the time? Do you have because, the energy because to do that? Because though. an office job is bull- like I I do it because I refuse to not like I refuse to not do it. But eight hours a day at my job ain't enough. I don't work the hours that they work. Eight no. to five don't work no. for me. I hate that shit. Yeah. I actually work better two to ten, two p.m. to ten p.m. Same here. Most productive hours for me are two p.m. to ten. But shoot, early morning motherfuckers is fucking everything for it's everybody, weird, bro. right? Like, but somebody is- somewhere <laughs> mandated that. You gotta work eight to five. Well, that's when here, business right? is done. False, bitch. Boo. Internationally, <laughs> business is done twenty four hours a day. Yep. Okay. Somebody gotta be available all day. Do we recognize? No. When the hustle. Like, and the the thing hustle is the sold separately. Oh, <laughs> right. Sold separately. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this that, is that's insane. Be a duck and Beaver T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I need a <laughs> I'm telling you, this has been this has been. And this this leads me. We wouldn't be if it wasn't for the need to have this hustle in it. Yep. We wouldn't be sitting here on a Sunday afternoon in front of three microphones that Paul's pieced together, PJ has pieced together, and his 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 his. I don't know the fuck studio. Yep. Because I know this is something. Not only is it a creative outlet, but it's something I want to happen monetarily as well yeah. to build that other stream of income. Yep. We were talking before. And this is this is a great segue into this, and I want to almost play this. I almost want to play this segment as the intro to my next podcast venture, and you can hear it here first. I have a not a title for it yet, but it's called PJ Makes Millions, and or PJ Makes a Million, or something, because I want to show what it takes to go from idea conception to working your ass off to making something cool. And it is going to be a very, it is going to be perspective. It's going to be video blog style. Why? Because I need to keep myself sane while I do this. And I want to invite y'all to see it with me and see what I go through. I have right now the podcast. I'm producing a second podcast, which is, Bar theory. Oh, bar theory. I like to talk about. There's, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one coming, but bar theory is another one that needs to get out there, and we're going to be launching it soon. I keep saying this; it's it's going to be dope. Huh. Um, and then I have a product that I want to put together and sell, and I want to document this crap for you, so you can see it, and maybe it inspires one other person. Maybe it inspires or helps somebody else see. You know what? I can do it. And cuz and I learned easily from the people around me that I saw doing it. I have several friends. I have several friends that are videographers and people who have started production companies. I have friends around me who are selling products. Real Raw Shea, Diva Apothecary, we talked about them. I have friends that started selling t-shirts. I have friends that are doing the hustle and that hustle needs to to be captured. And I've got a million ideas. The problem is, is that nine to five, which often is eight thirty to seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't care. 
Don't especially when and this is something I'm playing, that is, I'm it's paying not you a flat unique. rate, right? You a, plus a bonus, maybe. and and maybe. plus a, maybe a bonus. And this is something that, I, and I know that my consultant friends and and family can can feel this. If you're traveling for work, you have literally, literally nothing else to do in that city but work. Yeah, and. I know, like, there's a ton of consulting, like, memes and, and, and jokes and things about the hours we work versus the hours that we were supposed to be working. 40 hours in a week is not what I work. And I, I don't think I've worked 40 hours in a week since I got out of my programming job. Like, and that was, was 2009, right? I mean, it's 2019, right? When did I mean? I don't think it's, two, the, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 2009. We should talk about that one time because I think we met before we met. We met, we met, we met when you weren't employed by McKesson anymore. Right. We met that week because it was well, the week after my birthday. And it was it was um, <clears throat> the twins' mom's birthday. Correct. At Museum Bar. Correct. This is, but I think we met before that, and we haven't figured that out yet. Because when um, I saw you, I swore I knew you from somewhere. I mean, I was born and raised in Atlanta, boo boo. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just people think that. Where, so. where in Atlanta? I was born in East Atlanta. I was born in Georgia Baptist. It no longer exists. Yes, me too. Best friend. Beep. Beep. During, during, motherfucking Freak Neek, which they're trying to bring back, which is bullshit. Oh. Whatever, it is absolutely bullshit. Like, you're trying to confine it to one particular place. And, and it's, it's family friendly. Fine. It's family friendly. Freak it can't Neek be was never friend, family friendly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up for them trying to stop the rape, though. I'm not going to, you know. I'm going to tell I'm you not what I'm not going to say like that's not. You left her so close. Let's be for real. Like Freak Nick and the, the latter part of True. Freak Nick, like it got real, real rapey. I was so born I'm up for them to stop the rape, but Freak Nick is culture. not for the kids and rape I'm, culture. I'm all, I'm all for stopping rape culture. No, yeah. oh, absolutely. And, and that, and that includes groping, catcalling, all that bullshit. Because it's yeah, inappropriate. It's it is. It's inappropriate. You watched the second season of uh, She's Got to Have It Yet? Yes. I haven't finished it yet. I finished the first season. Sir, you're missing out. You didn't watch Am I? Because yes. I've seen it and I was like, I can skip it. No, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. That first episode is a little bit. What the first episode? What episode I've did seen, you see? I've seen a few. What, uh, it, was, it was. You gotta watch it in order, like, man. I don't like slandering certain people's material. Who are people? Black people. Got it. So. Done. I'm, I'm gonna leave it. We can talk about it off it. We can talk about it offline. It's. I'm telling you, it. it I think it's a good. It's story. good. It's a it's, good story. I think it's a good and story. He, I think you should watch it in order, and I think you need to watch it in, in its entirety. They drive home a lot of points. There are a lot of points. Oh, they do. The thing very, about it is very poorly. Uh, mm, okay, you so I'm gonna agree with. I'm agree with you. I'm agree with you. Okay, like, there are some things that I don't necessarily agree with, and she's gonna have it season one just for the simple fact that I was trying to explain polyamory and like just pansexualism Can to my boyfriend at the time yeah. and he was just like she just want a hoe and I'm like no nigga that's not that's it alright I'm gonna give not you. it but they weren't really you know like playing into that have so I can understand that have you, and this is just really random what's up have you ever considered a thruple a thruple yes yes have I considered uh, a thruple no. I have shut the <laughs> yo, can morning? Yo, Mia. Sorry, my baby. Can you no, leave me fine. out? It's fine. That's fine. Can, fine. can I give you thirty-five seconds to explain polyamory to the group? Is that is that okay? Yes. 
Okay. All right, here we go. 35 seconds, starting now, go. All right, so honestly, my definition of polyamory is different than what you may find for other people. I feel that only people who are polyamorous can define what polyamorous means to them. In my version of polyamory, I am ethically non-monogamous. I let everybody know as soon as, you know, I or they start to catch the feels that they're not the only person that I am in a situation with or that I will have a situation with. Don't ask any questions that you don't want the answers to because people be in their feels and that's a thing. But I'm always going to be truthful and honest with you. Boom. So polyamory, we'll just, oh, is it? That's, it. that's that my 35 it. seconds I said. That was it. <laughs> it's good. No, it was good. She said, don't ask questions. Didn't talk about gender. Didn't talk about anything like that. Well, you that, just, that you're goes here. for me that... Polyamory is not necessarily gender specific. Yeah, because I'm pansexual, which I go for. Which one goes first? Things. I need to know. So that's where I'm confused, right? So this is. Wait, you're getting into a conversation that I want to have on my on my new podcast. Okay, well, hold on, then. Well, we just gonna have to go there. We'll have it on your Can podcast. Can you save so this up? snippet? <laughs> Can we pause? This is gonna be a So okay, which goes first, right? So if I look at here, we go. This is how I look at it. I look at. L-G-B-T-Q-A-A-I-P-L-S-M-O. Alphabet. Humanity. Boom. Right? I A plus. Is P included in that? As far as like pansexual? Which one is it? Is it pansexual? Is it pansexual or polyamorous? Yeah. All right, so here's the thing. Um, Because you don't have to be one. All right. LGBTQ. All right, so for me, I always say LGBTQ. Q standing for queer. Period. For me. Yeah. For me. Now, people add on the A's for allies and other things, and that is fine. You know, I stand, I, I pretty much ended at Q for myself as far as queer. And then, you know, maybe A's for the allies, because that's dope, right? And they should be a part of the community. Um, personally. I thought it was for asexual. Ooh, for asexual. There is an asexual. And it could be for asexual. Okay. It could be for asexual. The thing about, like, you can't, you know. Because I thought it was asexual and intersex. Asexual, intersex, See? allies, like it, it goes into yeah. a list. Understood. Like it's the thing about it is like sexuality in its sexuality just in definition, I think, is expanding mm-hmm. in general. Because you have asexuals, you have the intersex, you have um the bisexuals, trans um not trans, sorry. Um that's a term that we're not gonna use anymore. Um Wait. Transsexual is not a term that we use anymore. Transgender is the term that we currently use. Transsexual has more of a negative connotation to it. Does that make sense? And it's got bad habits. There's a a joke. I'm sorry. There's a comedian that I listen to a lot that has a joke about that. Mm -hmm. It was very funny, but... Mm-hmm. I'll leave that alone. No, that's fine. But so Andrew as Schultz. far as like what comes first, there there's a poet, and I can't remember their name at this moment, but um, their poem is basically about being a black woman queer and how all of those fights for the forefront and mm-hmm. fight each other for identity when you say that. Because, like, okay. I personally feel that in many ways, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to multiple identities. Like, when it comes to being black, we're at the bottom of the totem pole, right? And I can Ooh. say that amongst black people, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to gender, right? Being a woman, 
I used to be able to say, or I used to feel confident in being able to say that I was at the bottom of the total poll when we recognize only the two genders. But I now recognize that there are non-binary people, transgenders, and that being a woman or still standing on either man or woman, I recognize that men and women look down upon, not saying I myself, but will look down upon people who are not only intersex, but non-binary or transgender, mm-hmm. right? So gender is now becoming more of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, we still stand lower than men, right? In this, in our political and just global mm-hmm. um, um, climate, right? And then as a queer person, right? I consider myself queer because I'm pansexual, right? So pansexual just meaning that I am, I recognize that the human body is amazing and I want to put my face on it. This, you know, I want to put my face and my, my parts on it. Like, man, woman, intersex, transgender, I'm, you know, if I like it, I want to be a part of it. I want us to have a good time. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that, like, before I used to say that I was bisexual, right? And you have people from both who are We've lost gay that. or straight, and it's just like, make a decision. You're greedy, so on and so forth. And then to go on and say, like, if I recognize that I'm not just bisexual, it's not that I just like women and I just like men. I like people who identify as, non, um, as non-binary. I like people who identify as transgender, either transgender women or transgender men, and everything in between. There are still people within the LGBT community who look down upon that. And mm-hmm. they want you to make a decision. They want you to, oh, you're greedy. Like, even, again, just going to back to the tender situation, yeah. you know, like, I will, like, because, like, when it comes to t- tender and, like, being anyone who likes more than just one gender, <laughs> like... Especially when it comes to liking people of, you know, the same gender, like, you will have a lot of, like, me being a woman and have a lot of, like, looking at women on um, Tinder and they will just be like, no bisexuals. They'll say, you know, like, I don't want to be a part of a thruple, I don't want to be a part of a couple, so on and so forth. If you're, if you, you know, there's a lot of people, like, my ex-girlfriend was just like, I don't understand bisexuals. Like, she always was like, well, I just feel like you're just going to go back. Like you're just gonna leave me for this, that, and a third. I think so. Part of that conversation. Stop gritting your teeth. I completely understand it. And I think the more, but you know, like, like yeah. I, but just going back to it, it's just like you know, I, I I stand in the lower rungs of a lot of identities, and when it comes to not only the political, but just at the totem pole of a lot of a lot of identities, and. Again, I wish I could remember this poet's name and the name of the poet or the title of the poem that she wrote, but all of my identities battle for what comes first. And, you know, I myself even struggle with my gender identity because I want to be recognized as a good person before you recognize me as a woman, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you women, know, women are good people. Now, if we I don't need you to make a decision for me or anyone else. That uh, possibly beginning of the podcast, but he might disagree. Yeah, he might disagree. But I mean, there uh, there have been so many times that, that I've gotten into arguments with an ex boyfriend and my mother as far as like religious reasons on oh, women are supposed to be submissive to Sorry. men and their husbands and so forth. Like that shit pisses me the fuck off because. I 
yo, I just, I believe in God, right? I don't subscribe to an organized religion because a lot of the big, I'm going to just say this. The Bible is a weapon of mass destruction and oppression. The I'm Bible, saying the it. The Bible as it's been presented to us, because as we get deeper and deeper into research, we find that people have just completely rewritten the Bible to say that where That's women true. were preachers and apostles, they, mm-hmm. their names have been changed and taken out. Where the Bible says you need to do this, and it's men and women together. And I'm not saying that Christianity is bad, no, I'm, right? You said the but not even no, it, it is. It is. But like we're the talking words about that have been written in there have been written in a way where it is destructive, right? It's but destructive. It's not, it's not. It's the Bible as we've been presented it. It's not the Bible as it was intended for it to be. Intended huh, by that who? Like Twitter. Intended by who? So let's talk. But see, this is because like <laughs> the Bible. Talk. Let's talk. All right, so we had hold on, wait, wait, it was canonized, right? All right. So wait, hold on, hold on. We were oh, closing. I'm sorry. We okay. were closing. Y'all were close, man. Y'all were getting on t- into He's something. He's everything. <laughs> so all technology is dying. You can't really tie it back in. All technology is dying. <laughs> um, phones. Have y'all watched um the Flash? No. No. I really need to watch series? more television. No, not really. Have you seen Black Lightning? Yeah. I haven't seen the second season. Oh, I, first first. Come on, I was about to say, yeah, the third season's coming. Oh, yeah. I stopped watching after the third episode of Flash Lightning of of the Black Lightning. Okay, first oh, of all, that's cool. I didn't. Love of my life and I no longer wanted to subscribe to uh, any kind of. Um, television or cable companies. So mm. I stopped. Oh. Mm. Thanks. There's ways to do. There's ways to get around that. I thought we were closing. Why yeah. are you trying to introduce? Are we wait, closing? What? Like it down? Are we done? Oh, the, the, this topic. Oh, this, this topic. topic? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I need. Away. I need. Yeah, y'all. Listen, y'all were getting into a place, and I was just like, hold tight, guys. <laughs> Let's. Because it's a it's a topic. It's important. There are the so way, many I topics. I came up with the name of the podcast that I've been referring to. Are you trying to plug your podcast right now on his podcast? Is that what you're doing? Is that okay? Right now? It's all on the same network. All right. Thank you. I just asked a question, so <laughs> you're welcome. And I said thank you. It's on the you're welcome. 1320 Media Group. Uh, I think it's going to be called Gaslight. Mm. Oh. Huh. All right. Aren't you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make sure there's not another Gaslighting podcast. It, no, it's not going to be. It's going to be uh, something where we talk about different stories. We, we'll talk about topics like how you identify yourself and what that means in the broader context. Uh, we'll talk about things about women and men's relationship, like deeply just like, hey, this is what I see. This is what I this You is should what call you it see. sex ed, honestly, because motherfuckers do not need it. We can call it sex ed, but we're also going to talk about politics and Another good Netflix show, by the way. So that was a good. As far as I really find it. myself, at, at work is where this has been the most fun. I'm born and raised here. People mostly know who, what I like here. In Orlando, they do not know that. In my hair is, they don't know anything about my like background. Okay. They think that my hair is short. Yeah, she's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have. I have. I don't think I have a masculine energy, but. I could maybe possibly do I could do it. I can present that. Okay. You don't think you have a master? I don't now anymore. I feel like I've gotten better. Better? Better. Like I've gotten more feminine, See, maybe. Hold on, podcast. We're going to break that down. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, well, let's pause that. Then. Okay, I'll, I'll say that because, like, growing feminine. up, like, growing up, there was definitely, like, uh, a tomboy masculine, masculine energy. I was like, raised by a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. now I live only with myself. Mm hmm. 
Um, and so my manager like does not refer to me like she doesn't use pronouns oh. when she refers to me. Like she has to you specifically to or me like, or about me in a room. Yeah. They only say my name because oh. they don't know how to refer to me. I'm not mad at that though. She doesn't honestly. like she has a husband and a child. She doesn't use. She doesn't like like she, she outwardly use... state like she that doesn't. Is her, that is her husband. Yeah, she says partner. She says partner. She says my partner. She only really speaks about her child, her daughter. She I doesn't like that. I love her. She doesn't like actively try to make it a thing. Like she's just like we were walking up the stairs one day and she was just like, he's really like. <laughs> there was a guy in my building. He was, she was like, he's really, he's really flamboyant. Not that it's a thing, but she backed all the way out of it. And I was like, I feel you though. Like I understand mm-hmm. because I have not yet identified how I want her to. Refer to me. Mm-hmm. I won't. Because mm. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like when it. When people are like, well, what do you like to be called? Jonet, period. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you ain't got to call me. You can call me Joe in private situations. Jonet in public. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else in private situations. Don't do that. What were you thinking? Daddy, for some reason. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Also. Yo, I'm just gonna say like that shit is weird to me. It's not. That shit. It's, it's <laughs> I'm, not kidding, weird. Nah, I'm kidding, I, it's, it's weird to me. I mean, because I don't know. Call, I had this conversation. I don't even call my dad daddy. somewhere else. No. You don't call your dad daddy. All right. No. So this is the thing because like I have always called my father daddy. Mm-mm. Always, I've always called him daddy. He's always been like my dad has been around from you know conception Birth. to the point. You know what I'm saying? Like to today. Um. So I have <laughs> what. Uh, he is just he's always my dad has always been around and so I've always called my father daddy I've uh, like even you know when I see him I'm like daddy what you doing like but it, there there are so many things like if we just get, if we get into this right there there are a couple of things right like my ex-boyfriend used to you know refer to himself as daddy and I would damn near cut this man because I'm like that shit's weird that shit's disgusting I don't have just when she says damn near she means hypothetically sure <laughs> she doesn't. As sure. someone who knows her a smidge better. <laughs> a smidge. Oh no no no. It's, it's for the podcast. No no. Y'all don't In know public me. Y'all don't know or on this podcast. Like, I mean, that's fine. But like just just so you know, just so you know. And you know, you can find my ex boyfriend. That's fine. Like if you walk up on somebody and you're just like, oh, do you know me? And he'd be like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Her thought Did process her is fuck this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she is all day. Like, I'm just I'm not calling nobody daddy. That shit is weird. Like my mom is, is remarried and my mom is remarried and like I recognize him as a father like figure in my life. But I got a daddy. But. I call him Pops because, like, I don't want to call him Dad or anything near Daddy because I've always had my Daddy. And I can't... It's weird to me and it's too informal to call him my just my stepfather. I, I call him Pops because I've never referred to my father and my Daddy in Pops or anything like that. So, I call him Pops because it's father-like, it's familiar. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, you know. So, are we, are we talking only... Are we talking in a, in a all-the-time construct or just as far as like my stepfather or just like in a sexual situation all right so sexual situation alone right Mm -hmm. i'm not calling anybody daddy or zaddy Mm -hmm. when it comes to the girls okay i'm not i'm not doing it i'm just not doing it i'm not doing zaddy either it's it's too close it's too close to me that shit still it's weird coming from like from wherever where it comes from within me to call somebody 
Addy Whenever, at the point. When, like, when, no, no, no. Not a zaddy, not a daddy. Record, I'm not doing that. When I hear zaddy, I, no matter who says it, man, woman, child, it I hear it in a very hood Atlanta girl oh, accent. Zaddy. That's what I hear. Fun side now, see, story. See, I can say it, but it still feels <laughs> weird to me. Fun side story. Met a woman from Ethiopia. Mm. Her real name is Zaina. Uh huh. We were in a crowded room when she introduced herself. It was around the daddy zaddy time, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh yeah, my name's da- Zaina." And I was like, "Dana," and she was like, "Zaina," and I was like, "Dana," because <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was just hood or actually Zayna. saying Zaina. So two days later, when we're all in the airport together, going to our respective flights. I was like, all right, have a good one, Dana. And she was like, it's Zayna. And I was like, like Zaddy. Oh, like Zaddy. Like Zaddy. <laughs> and she was like, I guess. Her boyfriend was like, yes, Zayna. <laughs> the end. All right. This podcast is officially... Zayna like Zaddy. <laughs> That's what the name of this, this podcast episode is going to be. <laughs> Zayna like Zaddy. Like yeah. it, was, it was amazing because she looked at me like I wasn't speaking English. It was amazing. But another thing that like when it comes to just in sexual situations Whoa. and this is just this is me personally my mama used to beat my ass. Yes. I'm sorry. She know. This is the love of my life. She know. She knows. My mama used to beat my ass. (laughs) My father didn't hit. Being being spanked is not a thing for me. And I got a big ass. I got a big ass and being spanked is not a thing for me. That shit does not turn me on. It is triggering. That is real life. That shit is triggering. Like we can we can laugh, we can joke about it, but like that's real life. Like I don't like to be spanked because like that shit was real life for me for so much of my childhood. Like that shit is triggering for me. It's not a turn on. And I got a big ass and like so many times people are just like, Oh, you don't like getting, you know, like doggy style and shit. I I just thought, you know, because you just got like such a big ass and I'm just like, no. But another thing will be coming up next week. <laughs> as we learn more about as we learn more as we learn more so so what would you prefer to call someone or be called what in a bed mm-hmm. their name yeah prefer me i can take just about everything else like i you know yeah, like you can call my name. You can call me Do you get into the the? <laughs> I heard that, but I didn't want to react. <laughs> but what, like the the degrading esque things? Like as far as like. Yes, we're gonna continue. So all right, so we're gonna keep going on this. So so name some degrading things that you. Would like to say to someone in the room, and I'll tell you, I'm okay with that. Don't be careful. Don't be careful. Be real. You can always. I'm just. You can always be real. So like. Well, no, and I'm just asking because I know I'm trying to. I I see the spectrum of Mm -hmm. how people enjoy that. It's not a thing that I'm deeply into. Mm -hmm. So calling someone bitch or slut Mm -mm. or hoe or whore or. Like the great names. So harsh. It is. Also, Uh, whore is just a pocket. Come dumpster. What? Come dumpster. I mean, these are 
your great. These are names. Who was it? Something that you watched or something that you? I follow PJ. I follow PJ there. But I feel like you put up some things that. It feels it, it feels weird now. I will say the one thing that happened, and oh God, I hope I don't get in trouble for this at some point. You can always cut it out. Fuck it. Well, no, this, this is this is this is this is the podcast. This is real. This is brought to you by Aiden Caribbean Rye. Almost done. It's done. I was playing around and smacked. It was one of my ex girlfriends. Smacked her on the ass, and she looked me dead in my eye and said. Please, sir, may I have another? Oh. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I didn't, it was one of those things, like, I didn't know I liked this until it happened. No, no, no. Like, you said that, and I immediately, like, you know the meme of where it's like, oh, like, daddy not my face, and then like, the button, like, come. Like, that immediately, it was just like, Right. Why? Why? Yes. yes, I can. God damn it! Oh I can God. surely oblige you. So I was just, so I was like, oh, okay. This is the thing I like. Yeah. So, but I mean, and it not to say that I'm that not open. To, it it could have just been that partner. Absolutely. And there, there. Not to say that there are not things that I'm open to new experiences, mm-hmm. right? And those are just things that we will have to kind of judge or cross that bridge when we get to it or whatever, right? But. I mean, I'm not against, I will say, like, some of the more superficial and mainstream degrading names. Like, if you call me a bitch in bed, I'm not going to be mad. You call me, you know, I don't know if I'm going to feel good with hoe. I haven't been called a hoe in a bed. But, you know, if you say that shit's dirty, you say that shit's slutty, I might be okay with that. Like, slutty, but not calling me a particular slut. But, that, again, that's not something, I've never been called a slut in bed. I've never been called a hoe in bed. If that makes sense. Upon the partner. For me, it's dependent upon it, the partner. Like I really don't gotta get down with. Like it's whatever. Like at at the point that you're having sex, right? You're butt naked. Okay, Maybe butt naked. You you might have on socks, preferably. You know, that shit your girl likes a sock. That shit get on my nerves because I'm gonna try and peel them shit off. And I'll fight you. Hey, sock game. A lot of southern girls have a thing about. Up north niggas and Tim's. I don't know what it is, but yo, I'm not fucking you with no shoes on. I'm not doing that shit. What the fuck is that? I don't, I'm not fucking you with no Tim's shoes on. Tim's and the Yankee City has been requested of me before. I would. Oh, you like, need say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's and the Yankee Fitted have been requested of me before. I'll fight everybody who requests that. No, <laughs> you know if they requested, then cool. There is, there is. Yeah. I'm okay with socks. Like uncomfortable. Honestly, I like a nice, um, I mean, preferably a, a nice fit, like mm. a nice ankle sock, a nice black ankle sock. <laughs> she got like, She's like, that's cute. You can keep socks on, but this pair, this is got. She's right. got pairs hey. of ankle fittings in the side drawer next to the cabinet. <laughs> like she's just like, yeah, those. Yeah, now Mama's those. got a twelve pack in the trunk. Six ninety nine. You're welcome. Hey, yeah, I hit the store before we got here. Condoms and socks. <laughs> condoms and socks. That's what I like. I got you. But no, like. Sock man about to start selling condoms. Okay. Sock man about to start selling condoms. If he was real. If he was real. My sock man would. Uh, the one at QC off Panola. Okay. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. Off Panola. Um, you know exactly what you're talking about. But no, man. I feel like by the time you get to like. Right there in Farrington. Like. <laughs> cross streets. 
Get there. <laughs> Get there. Near, near, what is it? Is it, is it the Quest Drug Testing Center? or Kaiser the, Permanente? Is it Kaiser? Oh, Kaiser Permanente. And there's and there's a BBT over there as yeah. well. It's, it's um, a bank. And it's it's a, a BBT trust. and a SunTrust. Yes, yes, absolutely. Boom, there's a Bojangles down the street. It is. And a JR Cricket. This is it. And a Walmart. Oh, goddamn! Don't go to this is shit, y'all. Don't do that. Don't do that. Close your mouth. I don't give a fuck what you got. Close your mouth. Close your mouth. This is shit. This is shit. You full of shit. You full of shit. You full of shit. You know what? I got full of shit. I got ass to the Atlanta airport if I was one of the brothers. So we were not This here podcast. Old black lady came up to me and stopped me, touched me on my arm. How you doing? Are you one of the brothers from This Is It? I'm like, ma'am, I'm not. I'm just trying to go to work. <laughs> I went to LA Fitness immediately after that. <laughs> Started doing sit-ups. I just want to say, like, <laughs> This Is It has really good cornbread. Mm-hmm. If it's produced on mass, I can't I vouch for those. Not, but I will say that. <laughs> if, yeah, don't go. I can't trust everything shit. you say. Don't you don't eat a shit. lot of food today. <laughs> yep. A lot the sex and food are, I mean, they, yeah. they evoke the same sort of feelings. Like, you're yeah. naked when you have sex, socks on or not, whatever. Eating naked is fun. So, that calling fun. somebody names, I don't know. I feel like you should be comfortable with pretty much whatever name they Like, I don't know. I feel like if you have the conversation with somebody before you actually have the sex, mm-hmm. like, you should be okay with whatever name you're called. Like, yeah. Yeah. But how often do you have those conversations? Too much, actually. Like, much. I feel like I make people I don't people have that conversation, too. I don't have that I'll conversation be like, too often. I'm not really into that. Like, I will, during sex, be like, hey, stop. No, during <laughs> sex. left. That's what I'm saying. Like, I Let's will go. coach you through during sex and whatever, but it's not quite. Because I, 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 I like to have sex more, a little more spontaneously. So, I don't always have those conversations about what I like, may not like in bed. But Every I, time. Bitch, nobody's going to get important. it right every time. That's important. Nobody's going to get it right every time. That's not Nobody's going to get it right every time, and that is true. But, like, trying to... I do... I am embarking on more of a stage of where I want to have more of a conversation about what I like and how I like to enjoy my sex. Because, like, I'm going to be for real. Like, I'm not out here trying to have nobody's kids. And I'm not out here trying to marry nobody. I'm not trying to lock you down for life. I don't want to... Like, again, just going back, I don't want to see you every day. So, just that being said, I'm out here having sex to have a good time. I'm having sex for a real good time. If the sex is not going to be epic, I don't see the point because I just don't see the point. I don't see the point in not having epic sex, right? Heaven. I don't see the point in not having epic sex. So, I am gearing more towards a conversation about what I feel is epic for me. And I want you to, you know, like, clear the day. Because I want to have sex all day long. I want to have orgasms all over your Stop. southern region and your face. There's, this became a thing. Okay, so guys, let's talk about Christ. <laughs> okay. Anybody, Can we not? Anybody in the mood to Can we not talk about Christ? I don't want to talk about Christ. I'm saved. Okay. I went to church today with Andrea. And she oh, definitely wow. was, like, holding my hand. She was like, can I walk with you? I was oh. like, nah, girl, I'm good. I'm gonna stay right here. I've watched since I was at least. No, I mean, because and then the thing, what it is, like we walked in the church and they were just like, "Oh, we got two in the front row." And I was just like, "Mom was like, are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna burn up." No, girl, we ain't go to Saint Philip. We went to Brian. Um, Oh, oh, um, off Panella. 
But yeah, and you know, like I like that pastor and everything. He makes jokes and everything. But you know, I'm just I'm so far removed from just like Ooh, the Christian religion, faith in general. That you know, it's not exactly a good time. But it was good to spend time with my mother and one of her, you know, many elements. My God, so, bro, bro, that's a family, you know, family be taking you to church, bro. Family be taking you to church, and I don't. I you know, I grew I up in the church. It's so. a good conversation though, because. Hmm. If you have a good enough pastor, he understands that he can explain pieces of religion at different levels. Yeah. So there's there's the service level of this is what you should get out of this message. And then there's the deeper <clears throat> meaning and understanding. And I, I appreciate that, especially when it relates to the Christianity. The part of Christianity that I do enjoy is the part that teaches you not to... Not to not do something, but to be better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the part of most major religions that you should pull out of it is to better yourself and be kind to people around you. That's that's where religion can make a comeback, though, because their message has yeah. been so much gloom and doom, and mm-hmm. you got to be nice to make money. Like if they really want to get back in there, it needs to be working towards making yourself a better person. Yep, and that's why I enjoy places like. Recently, the most recent church I went to was actually one of my frat brothers, uh, Cascade United Methodist. So Cascade, I've been there. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge. I mean, yeah. half of Atlanta's sure. black elite goes there. It's it's, and then and they have a. It's like right behind like the plaza, like right, like there are a couple of plazas off of Cascade. Mm-hmm. 285, and then it's like that first church, like on the right, right? Yeah, if you yeah, yeah. if you're coming off of 285 and go yeah. up, uh, yeah, 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 it's and it's huge. Now Elizabeth is back there too on the other side. Elizabeth, and okay, maybe I'm Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I don't know. That's the white no, no. Well, Elizabeth is the one that's black as fuck that half no, the AUC white, went to. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. The whole AUC was going to, yeah. and it's it's still kind of ratchet. That might be the one that I went to. I can't remember. Yeah, you go down the hill, or was it just right? You could see it from the street. No, I had to go down a hill. That's Elizabeth. Okay, so I went to Elizabeth. Cascade is the one that you see. You can see it from, from Cascade. Oh, okay. And it's it's huge, but <clears throat> I, that's why I enjoy. Um, I know one of the associate pastors there, and she's dope. And then the main pastor, who is my frat brother and has always been good people to me, the more I listen to his him preaching, mm-hmm. I understand why he's... I think he's the same age as me and has control of a church that size with that type of that type of following. Because mm-hmm. like I said, because if you remember the first time Morris Brown was in trouble and they were like mm-hmm. the first step to getting their accreditation back was like, we need five million dollars in 180 days or something. The last like the last like 500,000 or maybe like 750,000 mm-hmm. United Methodists did with their offering for one day mm. and it's because they had the heavy hitters because it's it's black atlanta elite that are down there there's so i mean but you know honestly it's just like there's so much money in these churches, churches <sighs> in these churches and it's just and what are they read doing with the it? miseducation of the negro I, it's no. on my list Yo, like, I, all right, I've got this book at home, and it's, like, uh, we can circle one, it through or whatever. Beyonce like, quotes, right? Hmm? That's the one Beyonce took a snippet out of, right? I don't know. Carter G. Woodson. Oh, so. no. I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, we're talking. She's like, author. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, 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 I don
know. I mean, honestly, like, okay, I don't even want to get into the whole B and I like Beehive thing because I don't want nobody coming for me. Um, I like B. I like Beyonce. We're not doing that today. Yeah, but um, I'm thinking Americana. My bad. Ah, but Americana. Oh, everybody. Too. I, yeah, I just yeah. feel like the miseducation of the Negro needs to be a part of just basic American history. Like it needs to be a part in the American school system for every child in America. Summer like reading the th- mm-hmm. it's only in summer reading. Yo, like honestly the thing about it was I read this book in two thousand like fourteen, fifteen and as I'm reading it, and it's not a big thick book, you know what I mean? It's it's you know, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. like two, three hundred pages, maybe, maybe not even, but like it's a small little book, but like I'm looking around like fuck I'm late and fuck like oh my god like it the thing about it is like this book I want to say was published before my father was born in 1955 I can't remember exactly but 1941 but like this book is old it's it's old you know what I mean like 1933 like this wait is that when it was published or when the author was born that's when it was published alright so published in 1933 you know like 22 years before my father, my, you know, direct, whatever, um, ancestry goes, but my daddy, not daddy, not daddy, daddy. my dad, um, he was born in 1955. I read this book and the thing about it is you read these things and it holds so true to even what we are going through and experience to this present day. The last person I lent it to was my um, old co-worker. He's a ginger from from Farnsville, Illinois. But he read it and then his sister actually got him the book as like a Christmas present. So he gave me the book back. But not only every black person needs to read this book, but every person in American history just needs to read this book just so that they know like these things that when this book was published in 1933 are still happening in the year of our Lord, 2019, June 23rd. Like that's, it's, it's just that serious. But as far as how much money is just being spent in black churches. And if you like one of the um, things in the book is just about like how many churches and you talk about like just in, you know, like the South, like there are places in Decatur where you will have, five to ten churches within a square mile mm-hmm. right but people are you know but they're not all from this square mile that their congregations are coming from like you know joe asked me about saint philip this is a church that i grew up in saint philip is off of candler memorial all my life i have spent pretty much the entirety of my life in stone mountain lithonia this was a 30 45 minute drive to church for every service that we had to go to so we were flocking to this church you know what I mean? Like, this was a trip. This was a commute to church. And, you know, driving through Atlanta, there, there's a place. I, I want to say even off of, what is it? I want to say maybe Tilson yeah. and Candler. Yeah. Like, in the, like, within a mile, within a mile, just on this one road, I had counted five churches. Oh, yeah. You know, and some of them were across the street from another, oh, next door to one another. You know what I mean? And so, like, just piggybacking off of what you were saying, like, Ebenezer, I mean, you said Elizabeth had put up, um, or was Cascade mm-hmm. had put up, what, the last 500000 mm-hmm. or so? 
our the pastor today at um, Berean was talking about like last week they had put up two hundred and ten thousand just in tithe and offering alone. Yep. You know that's one service from one day. Not even talking about like Bible study churches. where they're taking collectives. This Berean isn't even. Well, I wouldn't consider it a mega church. It's pretty big. Berean it has got it has gained a lot of followers. compared to compared to like New Birth. That's what I, that's what I when I think of a mega church, I, I think mega, New Birth. Church, I, I think, think world changes. Yep. I think. Um, I think has I think Elizabeth because it has the thing that people don't realize about Elizabeth is it has five locations. Yeah, okay. It has the main location, and then it has four satellite campuses. Because Berean, I think, has like two or three satellite locations as well. Yeah, because I want to say they have one on the west side, and they definitely have like one at Gwinnett or something like that. So, yeah, they have multiple. Yeah, they have multiple locations because they started off as like a small church, Mm -hmm. and then you know, got the building for the building fun. And all these different uh, locations. Okay. <laughs> no, but like even at St. Philip, like you're taking up collections for like St. Philip, we would have, I want to say like three different services. We had early service at like mm-hmm. 730. We had 11 o'clock service, mm-hmm. which is, you know, one of our largest services because it was like early enough, not too early, but yeah. early enough to like get in, get church and get out. And mm-hmm. then you had your later like <laughs> afternoon church at like one o'clock service. You know what I mean? But of course me and my family, we had to be there for all that's right because we had to be there for early service had to go to bible study because what are you going to do in the meantime because you can't want breakfast or sleep you know oh no 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 we, uh, all right so you had bible okay. study and then after 11 o'clock service there was breakfast there we go okay and then it was just like i mean what well, we here let's go ahead and praise the lord one more good time <laughs> one more good time for the one o'clock service see i'm glad we never were that growing up my parents and I had the same We had to go schedule. to church at least two to three times a week. Oh, Bible no. study, choir rehearsal, because my sister and I were in the choir, and then church. And then because you were in the choir, you had to, you know, that was one of the, that was one of the main reasons why we had to be at multiple services. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you in the choir, you got to sing at all these services. Well, see, and then my parents didn't get as... We, my parents and I were not as as deep in the church because one, we went to church. We lived outside of Philly. We went to church in West Philly, Mm -hmm. and then now my parents, now that they're retired, have gotten back into it. But they joined a Baptist church, so we went from Methodist to Baptist, which is a a whole thing. Same. And Saint Philip was African Methodist Episcopal. Oh, AME. Who's AME in this thing? Okay. Uh, Oh, y'all really were at church all day. Yeah. I. It's so weird, though, because, like, this particular, like, this last, like, for Easter, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize growing up how ritualistic AME was mm-hmm. until later in life. You know, like, I was raised AME, and, you know, like, even the church that my family pretty much owns in South Carolina, like, our name is in the front. Mm-hmm. In the foyer, and then my grandmother, we have a pew and a window mm-hmm. side by side with all of our names there. But um, it was Amy as well. And so I didn't realize how ritualistic it was until like much later in life. And I'm, I'm talking about this like last Easter that I realized <laughs> like, oh shit. But, you know, we had certain like altar calls and, you know, there were certain like prayers that you recited, you know, throughout the service and whatever. But like we observed Lent. All of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to give up something for Lent. Yeah. You had to give up something for Lent. 
And so this past, and even though I had put down, well, not put down, but I no longer subscribe to Christianity. Um, I don't call myself a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. This particularly, I love a sacrifice. I'm not even going, I have observed Ramadan because I love sacrifice. I have observed Lent because I, I love a sacrifice. I will tithe and all of that. I love a sacrifice. But um, this particular Lent season, um, you know, I was talking to people who I know were Christians and like Jesus freak Christians. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, happy Lent. And they was just like, wait, what? I was like, well, you giving up anything from this? Is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's Catholic. And I was just like, a lot of people, what? that was the same thing that people had the reaction to me because I used to give up, I used to observe Lent. Yeah. Um, I haven't these last like couple of years, but I used to observe Lent. And every time I would bring it up to some of my friends, they would be like, oh, yeah, I'm not Catholic. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that. And it was like, just, I'm it was interesting. I was like, oh. Huh. Right. Uh, and, and, I don't know. It, it just seems like the the church is an interesting place, mm-hmm. and the amount of money that flows through it is even more interesting. Oh my god! Yeah. And the because they gonna get that building fund. Well, and here's the thing: is that given the lack of greed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The amount of power that the black church could swing. Mm-hmm. And I watched this whole, and ugh, as much as I hate to quote him, he may have been right about this. And this, Umar fucking Johnson. Oh, God. But the whole thing where the, fam- the, the Bushes Act, where churches could get federal funds, is what, with tax-free federal funds, may be what holds the black church from actually voicing an opinion and being the strength that it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, we you, we all know that Bush waged a very great campaign to bring mm-hmm. the black church into his his umbrella. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it was deliberate. And I, this is why, this is, and this is what pisses me off about Umar Johnson, is that as many times as he's right... He's equally as fucking wrong. <laughs> and it draws me nuts. And I was like, Nick, just, just, if you would stop talking 15 minutes before you you stop talking, mm-hmm. we would be cool. <laughs> Farrakhan does that to me, too. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Farrakhan, you get banned on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's controversial shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little iffy. I'm extremely, like, Alex Jones, I understand Farrakhan. I don't. Also, I feel like, Facebook. but I do feel like Farrakhan was the sacrifice to get Alex Jones out there, out the paint. Like, they had a conversation, and they were like, yo, if we're taking out uh, uh, Milo, and we're taking out um, Alex Jones, and we're taking out Bill O'Reilly, we got to take somebody from the other side. And it was like, we could do Farrakhan, Umar Johnson, or AOC. Pick one. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) If they had taken AOC off of there, now that would have been amazing. (laughs) I would have shut down everything.
Open mic is at a good like five minutes. He's getting better. He's getting a lot better. Yeah. But he's 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 at like stop talking as soon as five you said minutes. David Benner, I was like, Open mic. Like, but he's at like five minutes before you, because he has, he doesn't go way off the deep end. Right. But he, I'm like, pull it back just a, a an inch, he, bro, and I got you. Like I'm, I'm still with you, and and so that's why it's just like, eh. So, I think, I think yeah, we've we've been all over the place. So, to put a button on this episode, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that um, we've we've landed in a good place, and we've had some really great conversations. We've introduced. I almost this is like a, a season premiere almost, but this is like a rebirth. <laughs> but I'm not going to start up a new season. I'm gonna just put this out. Um, and I may have to split it a couple episodes. We'll see. Because we talked for 40 minutes and then we talked for two hours. <laughs> uh, we, so just to, to, to kind of recap the show. Um, we talked about the black community, reparations, music, movies, a little bit of television. Um, and we talked about some of our great things that are contributing around us. So we have two new podcasts. One is a working title of Paul Makes a Million. Um, another working title of Gaslighting. Gaslight? Gaslight? We're going to work on it. We're working on it. Uh, Bar Theory on the way. I want to do a shout out once again to Divas Apothecary, um, Real Raw Shea, and um, before I forget about them, they are not on the network, but... Um, don't do this to me. The Solidified Podcast for, launched their first episode today. Uh, the Solidified Podcast. It is a music, mainly a music podcast. Shout out to my boy Shiz. He is one of the hosts of the podcast. And they are doing their thing and I appreciate them. We will give them a listen, and uh, this is hopefully their first plug because I would love to be their first plug. Uh, so go listen, go subscribe to that one as well, Solidified Podcast. And uh, anything else y'all want to plug before we get out of here? Anything if else you, you want to say? Pups. Plug yourselves. <laughs> oh, yes. If you have pups, um, look up Carla Odom on Rover when you're going out of town and need somebody to watch them. We'll take care of the pups. We walk them at least th- um, three times a day because that's how often we walk Adonis. That's our pup. He's seven. Not necessarily a puppy, but he's always going to be our baby. And yeah, that's all I got to say. He's going to be seven in September. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to all black therapists. All black mm. therapists. Yes. Any therapist. Any therapist. Right. All black people going to therapy. Um, and you know we are just rooting for everybody black well i say we but i mean me i just want to give a shout out to all sex workers out in the street yes the sex we did not get back to a good sex worker that'll be another good we did not yo podcast. sex workers don't get enough love they like, gonna have a whole sex episode because i have thing i need an invite i know that i, I kind of have a i have an issue with podcasts that only talk about sex because sex is easy to sell yeah. So I see a lot of. Well, well I remember having a conversation lovely. about that shit in my junior year of high school in an argument with a person. Like, because she was just like, "Why does sex have?" I was just like, "Yo, it's one of the oldest industries on the face of the planet. Yeah. Like, it just is, and it's just like she. Oh God. Anyway, just based okay. off of our conversation, you know, we had a lot of we had a lot of sex talk. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like the outro should be Megan Thee Stallion's sex talk. Make if it but wouldn't nah, get man. the whole podcast yanked down, I would definitely do it. <laughs> but nah, man, you know, sex workers are out here doing a thing that uh, that many of us will not do. Right. Because of the stigma that goes along with it. But, Boom. you know, shout out to the brave. Yeah, man. Shout out yeah. to the brave. Probably LGBTQ, fine. sex workers. Everybody. All that. Like, shout yeah. out to the brave because y'all are just... Necessary, you know, damn you're it. Necessary, like, but you're, you know what I mean. Like you're trailblazers for real, because, like, yeah, walking in. Your it's everything that's done in the dark that actually leads to what becomes mainstream and mm-hmm. popular. Yeah, man. Okay. And, you know, like y'all are trailblazers. So shout out to those who are brave enough to do the things that people will only do on the hush. I got, I got one more shout out. Go for it's it. Not secular though. Shout out to the bees. Please stay on. Yes, bees. Yo, man, legit. Yes, bees. Please stay with us. Pollinate. Do, do what you need thing. to do. Do that thing. I'm allergic as fuck, but like, do your thing. I've <laughs> never really come into contact with you like personally, but I really would like. You know, to I ain't not, had no problems. But I've been stung. I also just want you to keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Shout out to the bees, man. Hashtag bees over everything. So, the outro. I don't know that I'm, I'm allergic to pollen. Is what uh, I'm saying. I'm allergic to pollen. Is it? Like. A whole bitch Everyone? face shuts down. So, Eyes, nose, throat. We're, we're trying to close out, but there's definitely something that we talked about with people's allergies. Yeah, isn't everyone allergic? Getting locally sourced food, which would probably eliminate. Mm. We can Ooh. talk about that. We can Ooh. talk about that. I want to talk about the food deserts in Decatur, but we're not. Can we talk, talk about, about the food deserts? Just. Yes, food deserts indicator, food deserts, and that's real. Right. Right. And it's not just I was Decatur. Starting to go with the shit. social determinants of health. We we touched there for a second, mm-hmm. but. These topics and more coming on <laughs> all of the network podcasts. So, <laughs> Virtual Dopeness thanks you. Uh, Paul Makes a Million, Bar Theory, and uh, Gaslighting. All thank you for listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Virtual Dopeness podcast. I and Something I'm going to start doing to preview into the next, and hopefully I can keep up with it. Uh, a little preview of the next episode. I'm gonna start now, and that's fuck the Hodge twins. Learn more next time on Virtual Dumbness. As I say this every week, and try to be virtual and live.